Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Equestrian Strength Coach podcast. Today, we are going to discuss a bit of fat loss nutrition. I'm going to talk about some of the Instagram questions you guys had for me, and I'll probably throw in a few other random things in there. As usual, I hope you enjoy the episode. Well, I'm going to say good morning because it's currently 6 a.m. Only horse people record podcasts at 6 in the morning when we can't horse show or do anything like that. So we're going to dive into a bit of fat loss nutrition today, and I'm going to kind of go two different ways on this. I'm going to tell you some pretty easy methods, and by easy, I mean fast ways to achieve fat loss, which, I mean, who doesn't want that? But again, it also always depends on the person. So we'll kind of hop into the fast way and how you could do that on your own without a coach if you're very dedicated person who could stay on one track for the majority of the time. And then we'll discuss how I prefer to do things and my coaching methods. So first off, let's start off with what is a calorie? A calorie is simply a unit of measurement. That's it. It's how much energy is in a given food. Health and fat loss equates to a calorie deficit and eating whole nutritious foods. So there is no such thing as good or bad calories. A calorie in a donut is the same as a calorie in a banana. It is the nutrients, underline and in bold nutrients, that are different. A banana is far more nutritious than a donut. So could you lose weight just from eating junk food? Sure. If you were staying within a calorie deficit, but you would feel like crap and you wouldn't be healthy. I know many, many people who eat crap food all day long. And truthfully, it's a lot of riders that can do this because some of them are super, super thin and they eat, you know, donut after donut. They'll smoke they'll you know drink a lot do whatever i like to think that we're kind of moving away from that but you definitely can be thin and extremely unhealthy so let's hop into the the quick part if you guys just want to listen to hey tell me how to lose fat and get off the podcast <laughs> so a very simple way to calculate your calories would be your goal body weight in pounds times 12. So for example, if I wanted to weigh 135 pounds, I would need to eat 1,620 calories a day. It may be easier if you are somebody who's like, oh my God, I didn't hit that exact amount. You could kind of plus or minus 100 grams or 100 calories if you undereat one day, that's fine. If you overeat another day, you're totally fine. You didn't ruin anything. Just, you know, get back on track and don't continuously overeat. Another method you may be able to use if you're already a pretty lean individual and good at counting calories, 
it would you would be in short-term calorie deficits for multiple phases and and the phase would be about one to four weeks so you would again multiply your goal body weight by 10 11 or 12 10 being a more extreme deficit and you would continue this for i wouldn't go over two weeks and then you would go into a maintenance phase for one to two weeks and you would multiply your body weight by 13. For leaner individuals, you're going to switch between both of these. So your maintenance and your fat loss. So don't stick to your fat loss longer than that is, I can't speak. Don't stick to your fat loss phases longer than scheduled because you're going to burn out. The scale will fluctuate don't have a heart attack about it just stick to the plan you're going to lose fat this is a super simple way to lose fat but it doesn't really take into account a lot of people's lifestyles so we're going to get into that in a little bit but if you're somebody who you know you're going to do better on a very long-term plan and you really need help and guidance then I don't think this is something that you want to do. That being said, what everybody has to do is monitor their protein intake. So no matter what way we're going to lose fat, your main goal should be to eat your body weight in grams of protein per day. So I would eat 137 grams of protein per day. That's something that everybody should strive for because that just just supplementing that or implementing that rather will aid in your fat generally i find and it has happened with me when i was counting my calories when people start to add more protein into their diet they do lose weight they balance out their meals better protein should be the first um, macro that you're looking at for when you're planning your meals so I plan my day based around what I'm going to eat for protein. That being said, the first way that I mentioned on fat loss is for people who are very determined, they will stick to the plan if they, you know, fall off a little bit within their 100 calories or, you know, maybe you have one bad day, it's not the end of the world. And, you know, they make a mental note of it. They get back on track. This will work very well for you. You might not even need a coach if you never knew about this. Now you know. Perfect. Implement it. Don't do it where you're continuously on a fat loss phase for very long periods of time. Now, the way that I like to do things, I do things kind of like how I, how I mentioned before, but because I am a coach, I work much close, much more closely with people. So the first way is through my precision nutrition programming, and that's the certification that I have. And you have this whole online platform. It's really awesome if you utilize the program to the fullest. You upload pictures, measurements. There's um, like daily scales to assess your progress but it's 50 weeks long and 
everybody's like, oh my gosh, that's so long. I don't know if I could wait that long. If you've been trying to lose weight, you have to think about it this way. If you've been trying to lose weight, how long have you been trying to lose weight for? How, how long have you felt you need to lose weight and have not achieved whatever weight loss goals you have? Typically, it's for a very long time. And a year is almost nothing compared to the amount of time you spent attempting to achieve these fat loss goals or, you know, sports performance goals or just an understanding of nutrition. So every, I'm going to call them blocks, every block lasts two weeks. So let's say your first two weeks is building a habit. That habit might be to, you know, plan a breakfast and a lunch every day. And then we would practice that for two weeks. Your second habit may be to prioritize your uh, protein sizes. So every day we are going to measure out with our hands, not with a scale, unless you want to use a scale, that's fine, how much protein you're going to be eating that day. And within the two weeks, you're going to get multiple articles to review because I don't want to just spit out information to you or say, you know, do this and not explain why. So after the 52 weeks, you could go on to probably coach somebody yourself. If you want to go get this nutrition certification, go right ahead. And then let's see, we'll go through a few other ones. You're going to learn how to pick smart carbs so we're not just eating, you know, donuts and cereal all day. You're going to practice eating 80% full. You're going to learn how to plan and prep your meals. You can create better sleep rituals. These are all things that we're going to practice. You're going to learn how to eat mostly whole foods. Um, you're going to learn how to maintain your progress. You're going to dive into deep nutritional health, but not on a not in a scary way you know it's all very basic and the essential goal for everything is to just be a little bit better and that's what i spoke about in my original nutrition podcast so i really love the precision nutrition way of of doing this because it does move slowly and if you really want to learn a lot then this is the program for you. If you're somebody who doesn't have the time, they don't care, they just want to have somebody tell them what to do and be done with it. The other way I do things is pretty similar in the beginning, you know, with the with the intake forms and all of that, but it's more Excel based. So a lot of a lot of coaching is done through Excel and um, you know, Google Drive and FaceTime and everything like that. So you'll get your your macros within an Excel sheet, you'll get your daily logs where you're going to then track your calories. If you don't, you still don't want to track your calories and you still don't want to read anything and, and all of that, you could do things in such a way where you just make simple checklists and you know, you'll, you may be eating, let's say between five and eight palms or or portions of protein a day typically you measure protein with your the palm of your hand if we're not tracking calories 
and you know maybe three to five servings of a healthy fat and you know whatever for carbs it, it all depends and we would make a checklist that's a pretty vague way of doing it but it's also fine and then once you learn how to do that then we could progress a little bit more so there are many ways to achieve fat loss the first one with the counting and the multiplying is very simple give it a try give it two weeks when i first started to count my macros again because i used to do it when i competed a lot i was like oh my gosh this is so tedious but i ended up and and i never i wasn't really eating on a a good schedule like my diet was all over the place i could get away with it but you know i was looking to compete again and when i don't track i tend to lose a lot of weight because i'm not eating enough and then my britches start to fall off my butt and nobody likes saggy britches so i like to count it just keeps everything level for me i feel better my body feels better i have a plan i love having a plan and i just know that i am hitting my protein i hate guessing If I don't think I'm hitting my protein, I feel like, well, I'm not going to perform well. My body composition is not going to be that good. So I like that. It does take a bit of practice. It's easier than you think because generally people tend to eat a lot of the same things. So once you track it once, unless it's a different weight, then you kind of just, you know, hit yesterday's meal on MyFitnessPal and you're good to go. But once you learn, and I was working a lot with my sister on this, or kind of getting into a long rant here, but it's important. So I was working with my sister on, she's, she's funny. She's kind of turning into a little me. She's very protective of her food now. I thought I was annoying, but, but, uh, so she had no idea what carbs, fat, and protein, protein, she, she knew it's pretty obvious, protein really looked like. And and even weighing things, she would be like, oh, well, is this a gram? And it would be like four ounces. <laughs> not really, but she wasn't that bad. But to that extent, and it's not even that that's bad. It's just that a lot of people don't know what portion sizes they're eating. And I don't expect her to know because she, before this, never was told and she's a kid well, how should kids know you know portion sizing and, and measurements but now she's gotten to the point where she could kind of just look at something and say well you know this looks at about four ounces or so so i'm going to plug that in she's very into hitting her protein goals she loves that she could you know feel good about maybe eating a, a bit of junk food and having it fit in but also she's She's eating all of these vegetables now, and a lot of the problem with individuals is that they don't eat whole foods because in today's age, foods are so processed and they just taste so good. And I have a massive sweet tooth. They taste so good, it it encourages you to continuously eat those foods. And now she's seeing foods as, you know, whole foods. This is going to help me get to my goal. I need to eat this amount of fiber. I need these vegetables. I'm going to have, you know, this piece of fruit instead of this or whatever. I'm going to have a Greek yogurt because I hadn't hit my protein yet. So seeing her do that is extremely awesome, especially because she is young. And it's going to be so 
useful when she goes to college this year, if they're going to reopen colleges, but when she goes to college, because she'll have an understanding about what well-balanced nutrition means, and she's riding on the University of South Carolina's equestrian team. So she may then go be able to help her fellow riders and say, you know, guys, this is really how we could achieve our goals better and she has that to offer. So there's just so much to add to life when you start to implement your nutrition and strength training goals and learning about them. So I know I just went on a massive rant there, but let's discuss a few of the questions you guys had on Instagram. And I'm kind of going off memory here because I record this on my phone and I can't actually go back to Instagram. So the first one was, can you lose weight while still drinking alcohol? Yes, you 100% can. The way to lose weight, the only way is to be in a calorie deficit. So when people are like, oh, you know, I'm not losing weight, it's not working, blah, blah, blah. We have to really look at what are they actually doing? Because people are never really honest or not that they're trying to be dishonest, but they're not telling you exactly what they're eating. You know, maybe they have a binging disorder and they're embarrassed about it and they don't tell you or you know maybe they just are like well i stuck my hand in the in the box of nuts a couple of times and well that's 600 extra calories but you know nuts are healthy things like that that are really important but you can lose weight while drinking alcohol you just have to plug it into your daily caloric intake if you're counting your macros You could either divide the calories by four and put it towards your carbs, or you could divide the calories by nine and put it towards your fat. If you're just counting calories, you know, just plug the calories in, it doesn't matter. Make sure you hit your protein goal though. And actually that being said, when you're counting just your calories, if you're going to miss your protein intake, but go over your calories, don't hit your protein intake, stay within your calories. Uh, And then, you know, the next day, try to hit your protein. Another question was, should you weigh your meat raw or cooked? I kind of like to think of it as how are you going to be eating it? So if you're going to be eating chicken, then let's definitely weigh that sucker cooked. Uh, If we're eating it raw, then we have to have a discussion. But I always weigh it cooked. It's just, you know, I don't really like to, I just throw the raw meat right on the grill. Don't like to handle it. There you go. Uh, I weigh it cooked. That's how I'm eating it. You, Whatever way you're weighing it, you should just weigh it that way all the time because consistency is more important. The differences are going to kind of just work themselves out and your consistency will stay the same. So that's what matters. And then another question was, what do I think about intermittent fasting? Now, I don't know, like I've read a bunch about it and I've had a lot of people around me do it. And I actually think it's one of the, I don't even want to call it a fad, but one of the the fads that does work well for a lot of people. And I really don't think there's anything wrong with it. I almost prefer it 
against all of the other diets because it allows you to eat what you want and you're essentially just eating it with a, within a certain time frame. If I wasn't as active as I am, truthfully, I would probably do a fast in the mornings because I think better on it. You know, like it's it was six in the morning when I started recording this podcast and I just had a cup of coffee. After I eat, I'm like, oh, well, now I can't sit down and go do work. I, mentally, my clarity kind of just drifts a little bit. So I do feel better a little bit fasted in the mornings. But since I'm so active, when I get to work and I start doing, you know, we'll always help with stalls in the morning when we start doing that. When I start riding, I can't last. And then I start to get a ripping headache and I need to eat something. I'm sure if I fasted for long enough periods of time, like I continued it for a week or two, those would subside. But, and and some, the person who asked this question isn't a rider, but this is, I'm trying to implement a lot of this towards riders. So um, if I had somebody who really needed to lose a lot of weight and they didn't want to think so much about how they were going to do it and they were in the horse world, I would probably allow them to fast and then as things got difficult, like let's say they stepped into a week of horse showing, I would say, why don't we break that fast if you feel like you can't keep going and function properly. So whenever you're dieting or, you know, training for something and, and you're going all in, there you have to have an out. There has to be a moment where you're going to say, if this starts to happen, I'm going to stop. So I always like to kind of discuss that with clients if they're very athletic or, you know, have some big goal that they need to achieve and they are the people that are going to go all in and no matter what, they're not going to stop. So there always has to be an out where we're going to say, listen, if you your riding suffers because of this or your daily life suffers because of this, your relationships, whatever it may be, then this is our out and we have to find a new way to do things. If you're not a rider, um, I don't really see anything wrong with intermittent fasting. My dad actually did it and he lost 22 pounds and for years I would beg him to be like dad please stop drinking so much soda please stop putting a million tablespoons of sugar in your coffee and he'd kind of brush me off and be like oh it's fine it's fine because he was never really overweight like he's six foot something and was always pretty buff guy but we went through some uh, members of our family got really sick of, you know, old age and, and ailments like that, but on such a high scale of, of illness that it made him think, I don't want to be like that, you know? So he said, I'm going to try to implement this diet, eat healthier. He lost 22 pounds. He looks so good. And, and I don't even think he listens to this podcast, but maybe he'll listen to this episode. I wonder if he knows what a podcast even is. But he just did simple things like not having so much soda anymore. You know, he has a little bit of soda when he has some some Jack Daniels or whatever. Him and I both love Jack. But 
he started drinking a lot more water when he wakes up. He has green tea. Never in the world did I think my father would pick up some green tea. He always makes sure that within his day he has a big salad and within his time frame of eating, but he also isn't stopping himself from eating foods that he loves. He's just essentially eating fewer calories because he has a, a smaller time frame to eat. So I do like intermittent fasting. I don't mind various diets if there's something that people could stick to. I, I almost prefer intermittent fasting if you're not, if you're somebody that it would really work for because you learn a lot of the same things that I would be teaching anyway. You're just cutting your eating times to much shorter. So you would be implementing more whole foods. You would have to hit your protein goals within a short amount of time. I think that's the only thing that I don't really love is for somebody like myself who struggles to hit their protein goals to have to hit them within a such short period of time, it would be really difficult if you're somebody who doesn't like to eat large meals or larger meals like I really don't. I think that would also be difficult. So it it always depends. Try it out. Try a few of the ways I discussed out and let me know how they work. I hope this podcast was very helpful to you all. Have a fabulous day.